consumers, my producer. That is the way we do it. Yes, thank you very much. That is the way we'll do it here. Happy birthday, James Divine, my producer. Best wishes for you on your uh, new day, advisory, and best wishes for the years to come. Hello and good evening. Welcome to Wimpton Entrepreneurship Radio on Radio Anchor FM. It's been a wonderful day. We've been celebrating all day with my producer all the way across the Atlantic Ocean to United Kingdom, Scotland particularly. Spending the time with James Devine and it's how we do it here and we're riding online on a beautiful Saturday evening. And it's a show that gets you listening to business gurus, entrepreneurs, and business coaches tell incredible stories about fantastic clients across board. So if you're listening in, good evening, wherever, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and it's still barely time to my producer, James Devine. All the way from Scotland, moderating. Best wishes to you, my brother. Yes. So, on today's episode, we will be talking more about why African businesses don't survive. And it's still that went in on We Radio Online. We do this every week on We Radio Online on Facebook and Anchor.fm. Tonight, hello, I got my Cross River States manager online, it's Florence Kekon. Thank you very much for tuning in. How is Cross River today? <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, we will be talking once again about why African businesses don't survive. And those that survive at all, they go through excruciating times being there. And you want to ask yourself, what is different between African continent and the rest of the world, whether it's Asia whether it's Latin America, whether it's Europe. We all same human beings with red blood flowing through our veins. Well, here are what others have to say about this. According to Enterprise Africa Research Digest, they said we noted that looking up over the years and what we consider the most significant startup failures all over Africa's involve the fact that many startups particularly young entrepreneurs 
on funding as well as stiff competition from better finance rivals. Whether that is true, I don't know, because you see, capital alone is not the thing that drives business. Look, according to the 2016-2017 Global Economic Monitor Report, Africa reports the most positive attitude towards entrepreneurship and business development. The reports show there are about three quarters of African working age and adults consider entrepreneurship as a good career choice, while 77% believe that entrepreneurs are admired in their society. So, they believe they have to be an entrepreneur. But you see, just having a positive attitude towards entrepreneurship and business development is not going to kill the plague of business failure in Africa. The growth of business in Africa is tied to the GDP growth of the African continent as a whole. Though there is a high rate of business startup in Africa, in fact the fastest across the world, many of those businesses fail before they even reach their fifth year anniversary. You know, countries like Malawi, Angola, Uganda, Botswana, these as they are reported to be the leading countries with a high rate of business failures in Africa. If business must succeed, or if Africa must succeed, actually, that's the way I put it. African countries will need to work together as one solid block, growing their business and entrepreneurship activities with such an exponential growth towards the continental GDP development. The rate of business failures in Africa countries. Come on, are you there? Let's tackle this together. Let's let's talk about it. Let's let's not make it only one side issue. Let's tackle, let's let's share ideas. You know, you, you can be a part of it, please. The number to call is plus two three four so let's tackle the issue of business failure in Africa. Maybe if we deal with the issue, the continent will grow and the GDP growth of Africa will soar higher. You see, many Africans start businesses with the wrong reasons. Excuse me. Yes, I can repeat it again. Many African entrepreneurs start business with the wrong reasons. This, oh, I got my sister-in-law there, Lola de Michel, <laughs> all the way from the United Kingdom. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> How is it on the side of the world in the United Kingdom? You see, many African start business with the wrong reason. This is because the entrepreneurs start the business with the wrong reason, so they don't build up enough fire to weather the storms of everyday business challenges and live to succeed. Right. Take this. 
In a typical case, you will see a mechanic working for his master. He becomes tired of the master and the rigors of following orders and receiving instruction, including low pay for the work he does. So overnight, he quits his job in annoyance, in arrogance, sometimes even due to peer pressure, and start his own business for a better financial prospect. Well, so he imagines that success will just flow in just like that. You know, no adequate planning. Remember, it's because everybody comes into the garage and they say, oh yeah, you are the most hardworking guy here, you are this, you are that. And he just think, I'm not going to work tomorrow. I'm just going to start my own garage. And then he expect that all those freebies will flow to him, right? That's a failure. This is the first recipe for disaster. When businesses have been started just to make money, to take care of the family, to raise money, to buy something, to, to make ends meet and to be your own boss, or to be number one person in the community, or perhaps to just be a local boss, right? To just be a local boss. <laughs> These are all shallow reasonings, shallow reasons as well to start a business with potentially or eventually leads to business failure. In the advanced world, like in UK, America, Europe, the spiritual backings to starting a business is a reason backing up their desire to impact life. You know, they look at needs in the society and they find a way to solve the needs for target groups of people by community, by niche. And when a business feels the needs very well, the business will succeed, make money, and the profit will follow. I hope you get that right. I'm going to take it all over again. In the advanced world, they look at challenges that is thrown at the public. They consider the number of people, that is the volume in that market. They look at the solution, provide a solution, and they build a rhythm around that solution. And that is what makes them rich and they stabilize the entrepreneurship in those communities. You see, too often many African business people just start business to make money. And no wonder they fail before they even reach the fifth anniversary. Because the objective of going into that business by then is to just make money to survive. It is not because they want to help other people. Neither is it because they want to impact life. They just want to be able to sustain their own day-to-day -day livelihood. There is no structure. There is no plan. See, African entrepreneurs focus on products instead of building the company around the products uniquely as a brand. See, that's another thing to consider. You know, African imagine entrepreneurs things because he can make a particular product or perhaps he can provide an essential services. He can make a particular company out of that and then think, yes, 
we are the XY company providing these or supplying that. Pro. Building a product is a different form of building an enterprise. But making a success out of that product with the company, it's another yardstick entirely. See, many a time, a lot of African entrepreneurs confuse product ideas with building a company. Yes, we have the skill. Most Africans have the skill. You know, they have what it takes. But they say they lack the creative imagination to innovate and lead a team that can replicate your skills and the deliverables that goes with it. No wonder many African indigenous product launch in the market feel faster than the product design, thinking, or imagination. A product or service is what a business sells to the customer. But the business is the entity that provides that product and services to the marketplace. So, they see, they feel, they listen to the brand and then accept the product and the service. <laughs> so, that is, that is how it works. That is how it works. But people initially feel, they say it, right? They're waiting for a conviction. Then they listen. Now, who drums? Who drums the notes and the beauty of the product and the services is the company, not the product itself. Okay, you can imagine a company like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has been around for like a hundred, sorry, I think it's about 215 years now. Yet, they never stop marketing. They still beat the drum of the brand Coca-Cola is number one. And that is why you find even children that are born today, just take a little touch of Coke and drop it in their mouth, boom. <laughs> oh my God, they know it's Coca-Cola. So you see, this is the difference. In Europe, America, and Asia, entrepreneurs focus on building the company around the products than just building the products. Meanwhile, African entrepreneurs focus too much on their products and services. Instead of designing, building the team, understanding the market community, and finally building their company around their products. You see, according to Jim Collins, Richard Branson, Warren Buffett, Lord Hansen, Elizabeth Taylor, Oprah Winfrey, and to mention a few, they believe the ultimate creation of an entrepreneur is the company or enterprise, another product or service. Well, that means African entrepreneurs will have to focus on developing their organizational structure, develop an essential survival business plan for a very good entry all the way down to an exit model for their business.
focus on designing the company as well as the products, not just only the products. You must be able to develop the company as well around the business. Instead of thinking of product only, think of what kind of company you want to build and its acceleration ability to push the product or service. How the company will behave, what the company will be known for, and how the company will thrive in the marketplace. They all combine together as a mix to build and make enterprise a company. Also, African entrepreneurs often have no clear core value running their business. Core value. Core value. What core value are you projecting as a brand? One of the most drastic reasons for business failures in Africa is the very failure of many African entrepreneurs to know what is business. Many things that business is a place you go to or a work that you go to, or perhaps just somewhere where you go to just perform some activities. No, that is a fatal, fatal assumption. Fatal assumption. A business is not a place where you go to work. A business is not an office. A business is not equipment or people or people working together, just going and coming back. That is not a business. A business is a set of systems run by an individual or group of individuals with its own core purpose, core values, and vision, working coherently to satisfy the needs of the people it has been created for, while generating revenue, profits, to facilitate further operational development. I'll say that again because it summarizes it all in a nutshell. A business is a set of systems run by an individual, a group of individuals with its own core purpose, care, value, vision, working coherently to satisfy the needs of the people it has been created for while generating profits revenue to facilitate further operations so every business is actually a separate entity on its own as such the business must have its own core purpose the original reason for existence and core value clear guidance principles for day-to-day operations and running. According to one of the big business gurus of, the, of our time, um, a business coach and management guru, Pete Drucker, Peter said, entrepreneurs must establish companies with clear core values that guides and govern their 
every single day operations. Entrepreneurs must establish companies with clear core values that guide and govern their every single operation day by day, week for week, month for month, year for year, if you want to continue to be there beating the drum. Imagine a company like McDonald's. McDonald's in America and the rest of the world, they have a comprehensive manual on how to clean and keep the restaurants, restrooms in the best condition. Imagine. Imagine toilet, right? Toilet. A complete manual. Now that, that's just that is just one unit of the entire macro system. So that means they've looked after every other unit. If they could have so much focus and tension on the process or the procedure or the style or the method for cleaning toilet, because they know how important that is to the community, to their customer. <laughs> in Africa, we got a long way to go. So imagine a company like McDonald's doing that. What do you think about it as an African entrepreneur? You see, core values are not just things that you compromise. They are not changed. They are rigid and solid and consistently reappear all the time. They are, they are fixed and constant and the same true every generation of business existence. You cannot do a shortcut around it. It is what you hand over to generation upon generation. It becomes generational in summary. But here, many African companies just operate and run with no clear core values, no strict, sincere, disciplined rules of engagement and operation. No wonder many of these businesses filled up in no time. Another reason why African businesses don't stay longer is the fact that they are unprofitable, unscalable, unleverageable, and without a focused business model. You see, when you study why many small businesses fail, you realize that many of them don't even know what a business model is, nor do they have a profitable business model behind their thinking of just skill and talents. Because many African businesses don't have profitable, scalable, leverageable business model, they don't expand. And they don't grow. They rather decline or shrink because when challenges come along, they bend. And when they bend, <laughs> unbending becomes a big challenge itself. Established and successful businesses have protected niche and system, they are leverageable. You can expand that leverage into many countries or perhaps
United States, an economy all over the world. Apart from that, the business is highly predictable based on the business plan phase program. Now, why is that? They have business model direction. They have a, a course of flow, a course or channel of activities and action. So a business model in this case is just simply how the business will run and make its profits. First of all, the business must exist to serve and fill a particular need for a group of people and in a volume returns market for investment. Then the business must have a sustainable way to generate revenue and accrue profit in serving their markets. So usually, like in the UK and America, it's called a hedgehog concept. What are you deeply, deeply? What are you deeply, deeply enthused about? You understand that? That deeply becomes a passion. What are you deeply passionate about? Then, what drives your economic engine? You've got to understand what drives your economic engine. A combination of your communication, a combination of your marketing, a communication of your advertisement, a communication of your publicity relationship, and automatic transition into your people as a concept within the organization. Also, what you can be the best in the world at. Like you have a lot of cola, I don't, I don't want to mention, but you have a lot of cola, and I don't want to be too particular, but a particular cola stands out. Now, what makes that cola stand out are the managerial procedures, concept, and interactivity of the team around the products and services. See, the enterprise leader must discover and build on a profitable, scalable, leverageable, and expandable business model so that it continues to roll the wheel of progress of the entrepreneur. Well, you see, for example, at Wenton Entrepreneurship Development Center, our passion is business development. But we realize we can be the best in the, in the African continent by helping African businesses to leverage digital technologies for business development. And we run our financial engine on a high customer acquired model. Straightforward. That means we maintain our customers for long. 
relationship basis. We focus on strengthening the customer relationship for future and ongoing businesses. That is our business model. What is your own business model as an African entrepreneur? Well, another another thing that needs consideration is that African businesses fail to build a business team to run a consistent, successful business operation. One of the one of the fatal, one of the very fatal assumption or mediocrity of African entrepreneur is that they can do it by themselves. Many of them think because they have the electrical skills, they can have all the skills and expertise needed to run and operate the business. No, that is wrong. It is very, very wrong. It's amazing how many small businesses we have in Africa and the high level of mediocrity and selfishness and incompetence run their businesses down. The fact that a person has electrical skills does not mean they understand finance, accounting, sales, marketing, legal, taxation, and many other components that make up a successful business. So you need a team. <laughs> you need a team. You, you, you might be a very good electrician, but you need a team around that business concept so that it can continue to grow. You cannot be even if you're a sole trader, you cannot be a jack of all trades. Somebody has to do your books for you. Somebody has to prepare your books for you. If you want to prepare your book yourself, you want to market the product yourself, if you want to deliver it yourself, for heaven's sake, you are killing the business and you're killing it slowly. This is more important the reason why African entrepreneurs must, un must identify their weaknesses and bring other people on board to fill in their weaknesses. Ideally, an entrepreneur is not a technician. An entrepreneur is a business builder, business developer, and business inventor. Just as one of the quotes of um, one of the world's best business entrepreneurs, Richard Branson, chairman of Virgin Group, is said, an entrepreneur is not a manager. An entrepreneur is someone who is good at conceiving ideas, starting ideas, and then finally handing over to the team of managers to manage while he goes off with the next business projects. I'm going to take that in again so that you, you, you just listen and um, break it down and assimilate it. Richard Branson said, an entrepreneur is not a manager. An entrepreneur is someone who is good at conceiving ideas, starting an idea, and then finally handing over to a team of managers who manage while he goes off with the next business concept in mind. You see, a true entrepreneur is like a building contractor. It brings in the plumber, electrician, builders, 
and all the other experts on board to make the business successful. Ideally, small businesses should bring in specialists like bookkeepers, a legal advisor, a banker, um, an accountant, a marketer, and a good advertising agency. And all this helps to shape the financial and the day-to-day -day running of the business. Well, I don't want us to go on and on and on and on and on and on, but I'll just to summarize it or perhaps just give you another because we will continue. My producer is signaling to me here. He says the last one is, well, not the last, but part of it because we're going to continue. Inability to manage cash flow properly. You see, cash is king. When there is no cash, there will be no business. But you also have to realize that good cash flow is a product of a business whose cash flow is properly managed. Too often, many small businesses fail because there is not enough cash flow to run the business. It really amazes me when you see one business not doing well financially, then the next day, a company comes to acquire the struggling business and turn it into a thriving, profitable business with very buoyant cash flow. There's so many things, so many areas to honor. And we can go on and on and on and on and on, but I say that is all we have time to talk about because we still have to consider so many other simple, simple managerial processes of doing business that African businesses take for granted and ground the business in the short term. Well, I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you for being a part of it. Uh, most especially my uh, crossover state coordinator, Florence Kekang, um, London correspondents, my sister, Lami Sher. I want to say thank you very much to Felix all the way from Brazil. Thank you. Felix, I must ask you, I hope you can understand my English. <laughs> thank you very much to my producer. And, I, okay, thank you also for, for you came in, listening in all the way from Ikorodu. I appreciate you. Thank you very much, ma'am. That is how much we can take for this episode. Please take care of yourself. Be good. Let us remember to wear our face marks when we go to service tomorrow and please maintain a good sitting distance position from the next person and don't shake hands remember the style a smile is good enough <laughs> and please if you leave service tomorrow and there's a party when you get to the party if you know you're gonna drive yourself back home then avoid drinking it's been a wonderful time with you on night on air tonight i want to say thank you very much to the baddie boy mr james divine 
Thank you very much. And I'm wishing you the very best. And happy birthday. Like I always say, you can be a part of this program either by sponsorship or by advertising on the program. And the number to call is 08050401906. Or you can send Dr. Wemton on We Radio Online on Anchor.